Hello, my name's Chloe Tonis, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where I call out companies who should know better. And speaking of companies who should know better, Equifax. I always joke that people didn't really care about cybersecurity before 2015, and I will stick with that statement. Cybersecurity experts existed, but there weren't very many, and there still aren't very many, and they mostly worked for the government. There's still a shortage of experts, even today, but by 2015 there were data breaches regularly, and someone finally thought, huh, you know what, maybe we could simply prevent this, and everyone at least attempted to make an effort to hard their networks and hire cybersecurity professionals. Well, everyone except Equifax, the credit bureau. It all started March 7th, 2017. Not with Equifax, but with something called Apache Struts. Struts is a web application framework, and in March of 2017, it underwent a security update. Security updates are both standard for software and often very much ignored. I mean, I haven't updated to the latest version of Firefox, even though it keeps telling me to do so, and, well, I'd be kind of impressed if someone hacked me through Firefox, but now that I've put that out on the internet, I'm gonna go update Firefox so we don't get any ideas. Anyways, this exploit in Struts allowed for remote command injection, which allowed attackers to execute commands on the website. Commands that would allow an insider to enter the corporate network and sign in. Now let's jump all the way to May 12th, 2017. It's been an entire two months since the Apache Struts security patch, and Equifax had not applied the patch to the credit disputes part of their website within two months, which means it probably wasn't going to happen anytime soon. This part of the website didn't allow users into the corporate network, but it did allow a still unidentified hacking group to enter. The first data they pulled from the site by entering in commands remotely was login credentials for employees. This was done in order to search the credit monitoring database by disguising themselves as a completely legitimate user. If it looks like an employee logs in to take a look at a database, that wouldn't really raise many suspicions. After all, some people just need to do that for their job. By pulling multiple sets of credentials, the hackers can disguise themselves as multiple different users at multiple different times to make them harder to track down. In total, 9,000 scans of the database were performed and information was extracted in small pieces and moved from the servers onto the hacker's hard drive. Again, that's not to raise any suspicion. If a huge copying of data was performed by the group, it more likely would have been caught, but small amounts it may not cause any red flags within the network monitoring infrastructure. This was done over the span of 79 days until Equifax, eventually Equifax, caught wind of what was going on on July 29th, 2017, and the next day, July 30th, 2017, Equifax finally decided to patch Adobe Struts, which eventually locked the hackers out. I'm not sure why they didn't simply apply the patch the same day, given the severity of the situation. You know, with social security numbers, that's kind of important. <laughs> Can it really wait a day? Even though the hackers had employee credentials, they could not log in without being able to access the exploit in order to gain access to the corporate network. They couldn't just sign in on the page. The network was made not to be accessed by outsiders after all. Equifax attempted to track down the people or the person responsible for the attack, but that was difficult because 34 different servers in 20 different countries were accessed in order to copy the data, so it would be hard to trace down any one person. And this isn't even when we start to consider different methods attackers could have used to disguise their location or even their computer's address. They could use methods like disguising their computer's MAC address, using a VPN to disguise their IP address so they couldn't be tracked down to any location. They could be using a proxy server to accomplish something similar by disguising their location. There's really a lot of methods they could use to disguise themselves. 
and different methods could be used at different times to make the whole event a lot more confusing to fully unravel. Even though most of the blame is to be put on struts, it's not the single point of failure for Equifax. Other measures that should have been in place could have slowed or allowed the attacks to be detected sooner. The network structure didn't really have appropriate amounts of segmentation, making it much easier for an attacker to navigate around the network and find the desired databases. Segmentation is the way networks are divided, kind of like streets in a city. Individual computers are houses, segments are streets, and the city is the entire network. If there's a lot of different streets and then substreets, you might turn onto the wrong street and have a difficult time finding the specific building you want to rob. There was also a pretty ineffective intrusion detective system put into place, which would explain how this carried on again for over two months with no one being any wiser. And personally identifiable information had poor encryption, which is very concerning because encryption is the hiding of information by making it unreadable unless a certain key is used. Outdated or simply poorly designed encryption algorithms have keys that are pretty easy to guess or crack, which makes them pointless these days because any hacker dedicated to breaking into a system is gonna know how to crack these basic algorithms. First names, last names, social security numbers, birth dates, addresses, and even some driver's license numbers were all accessed in the breach. None of these files were found explicitly dumped on the internet by a specific hacker group, but there is a good chance they're circulating on the internet for sale as it's... Well, it's no secret that there's all sorts of shady websites selling people's identities. Given the fact that Equifax is a credit bureau, it does make complete sense that they have all of this data in their databases. But there are standards for storing sensitive data like this to make it inaccessible, even in the event of a data breach, such as an up-to-date encryption algorithm, an intrusion detection system. There's a lot of options they had and chose not to implement. In the USA, an estimated 143 million people were affected, an unknown number of people in the UK. I've seen sources say from the hundreds of thousands to the millions, and almost 20,000 Canadians were affected. It was pretty hard to find exact numbers, because not only did the data change over time and people not update their articles, but there were just a lot of different numbers being said and a lot of rumors. Credit card numbers for about 200,000 people were also compromised, including dispute documents filed through none other than Equifax's credit dispute page, the exact page that hackers wormed their way into by using the exploit in struts. With Equifax's history of waiting two months to do literally anything, they disclosed the information September of 2017. However, from October all the way through March of next year, Equifax kept sheepishly admitting more and more people were affected by the breach. The final total was 147 million people impacted across the USA, Canada, and the UK, with varying amounts of data compromised due to the way the hackers took small amounts of data at a time and were shut off mid-attack. Supposedly, the data didn't show up anywhere on the internet 17 months following the breach, which seems like the hackers were probably waiting to sell the data after news of the breach died down a bit, or some theorized it was even used for foreign espionage. However, the information that was stolen wasn't public, so I think there is a good chance it's floating around now. Or at least was at some point. The Equifax chief information officer and the chief security officer were both replaced and the company was quickly pummeled with lawsuits. You know because obviously. Hundreds of small claims would win money for damages, anxiety, future damages, and monitoring fees. Equifax eventually settled with the FTC for $30 million going to victim compensation, $175 million to states and territories in the agreement, and $100 million in fines. Naturally, Equifax was criticized for not disclosing whether or not sensitive data like pins were compromised, as well as, you know, waiting two months to say anything. 
although they claim this was due to evaluating the scope of attack, which may be true given the way data was compromised in small amounts and on different servers all over the world, but two months still seems like a while to wait to say a single thing. Equifax, attempting damage control, made a website called EquifaxSecurity2017.com for consumers to look up whether or not they were affected. However, this was not registered to the Equifax domain and asked for personal information, six digits of your social security number and your last name. So people naturally assumed it was a scam because frankly, that is exactly what a scam would look like. So a lot of people reported it as a phishing website. Phishing websites being fake versions of websites that are made to steal credentials or sensitive information by tricking people into thinking it's a real site. OpenDNS, a company that provides domain name resolution or turning IP addresses into website names, actually blocked access to the website in an attempt to protect users from being scammed. Instead of registering a whole new domain name like they did in this case, Equifax could have simply used a subdomain of their website. A subdomain is just a different section of a website that you can access. Have you ever been on a website that has a store attached to it and when you click on the store, slash store gets added to the URL? That's a subdomain, and it would have cleared up a lot of confusion and prevented DNS services from blocking it because they think it's a scam. We still aren't entirely sure who was behind the attacks on Equifax. The US government blames the Chinese government, and China of course denies these accusations, but really there's not a whole lot of proof pointing to any particular person or group. Corporations collect too much sensitive data without knowing how to store it. Equifax learned their lesson the hard way, but there are probably smaller companies that may be similarly mishandling our data. Let's hope they also learn their lesson here and not do it to a future breach. Cybersecurity is a balance, and no one is truly completely secure, but this was a completely preventable breach. All that had to be done was update some software within two months. Thank you to CNET, Krebs on Security, The New York Times, and the FTC for information relating to this cyber attack, and until next time, my name is Chloe Tonis, and stay secure.